Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. Risk assets traded firmer, with the world's main equity indexes closing a solid quarter and a strong first half of the year. The catalyst was a lower-than-expected US PCE, or personal consumption expenditures inflation, that eased from a month ago. Other drivers include a positive revision for US GDP for the first quarter of the year, low weekly jobless claims, and positive figures for new home sales. Let's cover the economic front before we move on to the performance of equities in the first six months of the year. The governors of the Fed, ECB and Bank of England maintained their hawkish outlook for interest rates at a conference in Portugal. They warned of persistent price pressures due to the tight labor conditions that drive wages higher. US PCE inflation in May printed at 3.8% year-on-year a deceleration from a month earlier, while the core PCE measure eased marginally to 4.6%. Although these readings are still considered high, and are more than double the Fed's target, they were below estimates and markets reacted positively. The Eurozone's preliminary core inflation for June accelerated to 5.4% year-on-year, mostly driven by a sharp rise in German price pressures, where CPI advanced by 6.8%. However, the trend could prove short-lived, as the main reason for the high reading was the temporary subsidy of transport fares one year ago due to the war. The Eurozone's headline figure was 5.5%, below that of April. In Spain, inflation dropped sharply to 1.6%, within the ECB's target. Inflation in France is at 5.3%, and in Italy 6.7%. Other data released last week include a final revision for US GDP in the first quarter, which was upgraded to 2% annualized, a significant improvement from the previous estimate. In monetary policy action, Sweden's Riksbank was the only central bank in advanced economies to hold a policy meeting. It raised the benchmark interest rate by 25 basis points to 3 and 3 quarters percent as expected, and signalled one more hike this year. Swedish inflation is running at 6.7%. Back to stock markets. Every index in developed markets ended higher. The S&P 500 added 2.3% to 4,450 points the highest in 15 months, and accumulated a 16% return year-to-date. The Nasdaq 100 index rallied 39% in the first half of the year, while Europe's Eurostox 50 index rallied 18% in dollar terms. The best performers in Europe are the Italian, Spanish and German stock markets, with gains between 18 and 21%, measured in dollars. The best performers among U.S. large caps include NVIDIA with a 190% jump, Palantir Technologies and Meta Platforms, both with a 140% return year-to-date. 
In Europe, the notable winners include fashion leader H&M and semiconductor maker ASM, with a 65% gain, followed by Rolls-Royce Holdings, Unicredit and Ferrari. In the mega-cap space, Apple hit a $3 trillion valuation for the first time. The company was also the first to achieve the $1 trillion threshold back in 2018, and to break the $2 trillion ceiling in 2020. Shares closed up by 4% last week at a record of $194, and are 49% higher this year. Apple is trading at a trailing price earnings ratio of 33 times, compared with a multiple of 24 for the S&P 500 index, and 35 times for the Nasdaq 100. In corporate deals, it was the most active week in more than a year for IPOs in the US. Three companies in different industries were listed on the NYSE with valuations above $1 billion. These are casualty and property insurer Fidelis, oil and gas services company Kodiak Gas Services, and thrift store operator Savers Value Village. The latter was the only one to close the week significantly higher. Some bullet points to complete this episode. Commodity markets traded mixed, with corn and wheat futures dropping sharply, after rainfall hit plantations for most of the week. Also, the US Department of Agriculture raised its estimates for planting acreage for this year. Corn plunged 16% on the week to $4.88, and wheat by 13% to $6.51 after rallying for weeks due to drought conditions. Crude oil traded modestly firmer with Brent adding 1.4% to $75, and WTI up by 2% to 70.7. Currency markets were little changed with the dollar index ending flat and the Japanese yen as the main loser. The yen fell half a percentage point to 144 against the dollar, and remains the worst performing major currency. The Bank of Japan signaled a potential market intervention if the depreciation accentuates. The euro closed at 109 and sterling at 127. The hawkish tone of central bankers pushed two-year yields a few basis points higher. US notes now yield 4.88%, German shats 3.27%, and UK bonds 5.26%. Every major yield curve remains inverted, with the steepness for the US curve at minus 106 basis points. In crypto markets, Bitcoin is unchanged for the week at $30,500, but Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash, two coins that were born as forks from the main Bitcoin blockchain years ago, rallied 25 and 41% respectively. Litecoin jumped to an $8.2 billion valuation, and Bitcoin cashed to $5.6 billion. Both are now among the top 12 cryptos. That's all for this week. Please subscribe to the channel and help us promote it. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our subscription service. Have a good week.